Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday. The sun shone. Everybody was happy. I went out for lunch yesterday. Every restaurant deserted. Absolutely deserted. You know why? Because I should imagine it was the biggest television audience that we've ever had. No matter what people were saying on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And there's a few people. We had a few moaning old Marys on the phone. And we went, oh, I didn't like it. And I don't like the raw fat. Who cares? Nobody gives a stuff what you think. Nobody's interested. The majority of people down there, and in fact, no, I would think actually everybody down there, had a good time. You know, whether you like the royal family, whether you don't like them. The one person I felt sorry for, Megan's mum, who sat there all by a little lonesome, no friends. Megan's got no no family. I mean, even I could muster up three or four. But poor old Megan, who does she get? Her mum. You know, father, too ill, can't go out, can't do this. And then the rest of the vile family, I mean, they really were awful. I mean, everybody said that was a dreadful family. Harry's hair luckily held up for the whole of the, uh, whole of the show, which is good news. And we've got loads of pictures, which I promised you the whole papers are full today of the marriage. They're not full of anything else, so if you went, it's worth scouring all the newspapers to see if you featured in a picture. Because there's a very good chance that if you were there waving the carriage and all the rest of it, you could see him, him, him looking at her thinking, and at one point she, uh, he, he, he whispered something to her. I've got a sneaking idea what it is. Come closer. I think he said to her, can we do the bit from the wardrobe again tonight? I think that's what he would say. I think I think she's actually taken him to the moon and beyond. I think he's going. What are you wearing? What are you wearing underneath it? You know, that's the kind of thing. Because he's like that. The uh, the vicar they brought over the you know the from the Episcopal Church in America. He was a bit hellfire and brimstone. Very sweet. He started off a bit low key. Then he kind of got into his stride, and uh, it was something. You've never seen the like of which in St George's Chapel, Windsor, ever before. Normally the choristers do their bit. I hated the piece of music she came into. I thought it was a chorister. It turned out to be a woman singing. I was very disappointed. It was very low-key. Camilla was wearing a giant flower on her head. Uh, Kate looked very refined. Sarah Ferguson turned up, but nobody really cared. And she wasn't allowed to sit with, uh, with Andrew or the children. She had to sit elsewhere. I think she was on toilet duty. I think what they'd done is given her a load of brochures and they said, listen, can you hand them out as people come in? Because for some reason, and it has to be protocol, um, she was not allowed to sit with them. I didn't understand. We had a gospel choir, which was very nice, the kingdom choir I've seen before, but it wasn't upbeat enough. I wanted a bit of, you know, oomph, you know, as with all gospel choir. They only got going towards the end and then it finished, but they all looked lovely. Everybody turned out, you know, the kids looked lovely, the bridesmaids, the little page boys, the cat, everything performed well. There were no major disruptions. I don't know if there was any arrest for drunkenness, usual kind of thing, you know. And there were some Americans who came over and Canadians who went over. But all I kept thinking was, there's Meghan Markle's mother sitting there going, bloody hell, look at this place. And this is just their church. Their church has got an orchestra in it. It's unbelievable. You know, they've got guards outside. and I mean, there's more flowers in there than I should imagine she's ever spent on flowers in her lifetime. Ever spe- Because I've never seen so many flowers. It was lovely. But she just didn't have anybody to sit with. And I was thinking, you know, I just wanted somebody to go and sit with her. The only nice thing was that Charles held her hand as they walked out into the registry office. And that, and that, that was good. There we are. Look, she actually holds her hand out. And uh, and I think she's found a friend. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. And that was it. And I thought that was her sort of friend. Um, it was. It it just all worked. Because a friend of mine was saying. So I went down to the Godchildren, and we were sort of saying Sharon and I, 
will it all work out for timing? Leave, I said, they know timings to the second. And almost, it was a couple of minutes late starting, but the rest of it, it was fine. I thought the dress was lovely. It was okay. The bride, nobody had a tantrum. George didn't have a tantrum or throw his toys out with the bath water. But look at all the flowers around the door. What did that cost? And where do they go? You can't use those flowers again. What do you do with the blooming things? I mean, they dwarf everybody there. But she must be going out thinking, this is my best conquest yet. This is her best acting job. It's like, I can't believe it. And they've got horses and everything. And, and his mother's, his grandmother's the Queen. The Queen of England. And everybody's waving. Didn't you th- I thought the Duke of Edinburgh looked a bit ill. I thought he, re- the eyes, it was the eyes that gave it away for me. I looked at the eyes and I thought, he's, he's got that, I know he's not been well, he's got that sort of sunken look. But I mean, you know, as far as the day goes, nobody does it like the Brits. You know, to everybody else, I couldn't care less. We, we did it well, as I knew we would. We've never not done it well. The horses are all groomed. You know, which ones are the detectives you have to work out? There'll be one on the back of the Landau who'll be a detective, just in case any loony tunes in the in the crowd. But, you know, it's always interesting. You always hear a few people on radio phone-in shows, don't you, going, oh, I didn't like that. You know, I didn't think it was good. I just, I feel sorry for him because she better get used to the fact that very shortly he's going to have no hair at all. Because it, I don't know whether, whether sort of gingers lose it more than... I thought it was blonde people who lost it. But they had a good crowd all the way up the long walk, which was, would have looked a bit sparse, but it was a good turnout. People took their picnics. Where they weed, I can't imagine. If that grass turns colour over the next two days, you know where they weed. But then it was so funny because they all turn up. David Beckham, looking slightly peculiar, as usual. <laughs> and then she's there, and at not one smile, and wearing a funereal outfit. I mean, it was supposed to be navy blue. I mean, doesn't she have any bright colours or something? How to look as depressed as you possibly can. No no smile. And, of course, the one thing she'd have hated, no dark glasses. No dark glasses. So, you know, so you actually saw what she looked like, which was bloody miserable. And then you got um, uh, Andrew's daughters, Eugenie or Eugenie and Beatrice. Uh, unfortunately, Eugenie looked like she'd come off night shift in a hospital, wearing a little pillbox hat and a white outfit. God knows what you wear. And the other one looked like sort of a lost bit of a blancmange that had fallen to one side. I mean, the dress was an old lady dress. It was all lace and sort of... And I mean, it just she's frumpy. Small wonder the poor so-and-so is single. And then Fergie turned up, and of course she was sitting nowhere near them. She was sitting next to some bloke, and every time the camera cut away, he was like looking the other way, thinking, why am I sitting... Why do I manage to get her? But what did they have to eat? I've got the rundown on the food and, uh, and the canapes and stuff like that. Elton John played. It just went well. It was just the fact that a convicted drunk driver, Chloe Maidley, turned up. You know, and you think, but only she wasn't invited, thank God. She just went as the plus one of some rugby player. But then they had the super vet, Noel. He was, what he was there for, I've got no idea. Apart from he treated her dog. I mean, that's like somebody who packed her bag in Marks and Spencer's. You know, he treated her dog. Who else was there? Nice to see James Corden looking lovely. And who else? There was sort of a few sort of... Oprah Winfrey was there. The reason she was there is because Meghan Markle's mother stayed with her in America. Obviously, so that Oprah could coach her on how the royal family do it and and exactly what happens within the royal... Because you've got to learn. I mean, when they did God Save the Queen... Because the Queen was there. You can't just stick God Save the Queen into something. You know, it's got to be because the Queen is there. And so she said, and I thought, now Meghan would have had to have learned God Save the Queen. Probably in the same way that Harry doesn't know, you know, the American National Anthem words. I wouldn't. 
So Megan had to learn. She'll have to learn all of these things. Do not cross your legs. You are not allowed to cross your legs. Do not wear coloured nail varnish. Only clear or nude. Can't wear anything else. There are certain things that you have to do. And if you're going to be successful in the royal family, you've got to learn to be a wife. It's no good thinking you're going to set the bar higher and go, oh, we're going to go out and do all this kind of thing. No, you're not. What happens when the Queen dies and the Duke of Edinburgh dies? I've got no idea. I think that's when, because Charles is effectively weak. He has no control over what anybody does in the royal family because he's, he's going to move it to Windsor, he said, which I shouldn't imagine the Queen likes the idea of. Uh, but there were loads of people wearing sort of Queen masks and Meghan masks and Charles masks and everything. Everybody was very good natured. But there again, when you're three sheets to the wind, of course you're good natured. And unfortunately, most of the crowd there would have been three sheets to the wind. But that's OK. That's all right. Listen, it's only one day of the year. It was hot. It was lovely. I'd have taken some ombre solaire and sort of lay down on a sun lounger. You know, and had, and had a nice time. It's it's the sort of people who've been there for about four days. Some people cried in the clouds. In, in, in the clouds. <laughs> they might as well have been in the clouds. And, uh, and, and, and cried. And I thought to myself, probably either conjunctivitis or probably hay fever. A little bit difficult to tell. But it was great. I went down, went to see the godchildren. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, wait a minute. <coughs> Choked. It went down the wrong way. Wait a sec. Wait. But uh, everybody went, the, the sun was shining, I had a lovely drive down the motorway, got the car cleaned, it was lovely. I was listening to my John Williams CD, <coughs> which I bought, in fact I bought two actually. So me and the and uh, Chris have got one, which is quite nice. So I was listening to that on the way down, and then got back in again, and it, you're not taking pictures from the television. Oh, get over yourself, what are you doing? What are you like? Why are you taking a picture from the television? You try to pretend you know these people. I was in the crowd. Look, Harry waved at me. You're not taking pictures of Harry, are you? What are you taking pictures of? You get... Oh, oh, right, because it's on a reel, isn't it? It's the same little bit. For seven hours they've been looking at it. Because I, I did predict on Friday, people saying, oh, I'll be so glad when Monday arrives it won't be in the papers. <laughs> Au contraire. It'll be in the papers. Today you can't move in the papers. And um, where will they go on honeymoon? Africa, I would think. Africa. And um, I think they haven't confirmed it, but I suspect it'll be out. But it was nice to see a good mix of people out there. You know, a nice, nice to see a bit of patriotism. If there's one thing I am, it's very patriotic. And don't get me wrong, I don't like all members of the royal family. I can't bear Andrew. I can't bear Sarah Ferguson. I thought Princess Anne looked like she was a horse on the way to the abattoir. She looked as miserable as sin. She very rarely smiles. She was with uh, with Lawrence. Uh, group captain or whatever he is. And, uh, you know, and the kid... I thought the, the best one, actually, who, who looked well turned out and his wife looked gorgeous, was Edward with his two children. They looked lovely. They seemed to be sort of having a having a nice... What was Idris Elba doing there? I mean, can somebody explain to me? We, he was chatting to Oprah, so perhaps Oprah said... But look, doesn't Amal look great? She's wearing a bright yellow outfit, looked lovely. But he, he didn't look so good, did he? No. But uh, James Corden, love James Corden to bits... What a star. What a star. His wife looked lovely. And, uh, and you know, everybody looked... You know, if you were inside there, you're going to remember that for ages and ages. Then they had people from his Invictus Games. Listen, whether you like them, whether you don't like them, it was still a day that, the you know, the sun shone. And that's all that matters in this day and age. The sun shone. They were very happy. He's quite clearly, you know... I think they were staying at Windsor Castle last night. And uh, then they'll do the family send-offs. And, um, you know, and then we sort of... Just wait and see what, what happens after that. It's like, I thought it was lovely. I thought it was great. I watched bits of it. You know, Elton John was there. When the, when the, uh, the vicar, 
the overseas uh, episcopal one was was there. Elton John looked like the most miserable person under the sun. He really did. But there was a good array of outfits, some very nice outfits on display. We're looking for colour. It's a summer wedding. We're looking for bright, and that's why. Amal Clooney got got the best score. They've done a piece in the paper on who was wearing what. And to be honest with you, they were all wearing nice outfits. I thought the, the commentary, I thought ours was the best. But there again, I'm slightly biased. I thought the pairing up of Kirsty Young and Dermot O'Dreary was the worst thing I'd ever seen. He's way out of his depth. I mean way out of his depth. He, he just didn't even count at all. He just doesn't know anything. It was embarrassing. You can't do that, you know, Jack the Lad kind of presentation. I think the reason he was picked, I'm pretty certain, is because they go, oh, you know, Harry and Meghan are a young couple. They're not. He's like heading into his mid-30s. That's halfway to 70. But, um, you know, interesting to look at them all sitting there. Some very odd hats, weren't there? Some very odd hats. But look, all this photo, it was like taking in the whole of the forest. I mean, this stuff went all the way up the, the everything. I've never seen so many flowers. I wonder what the budget was for flowers. Perhaps I'll find out in the in the paper. I, I'm not asking. I don't really, don't really particularly care because I think the whole thing came in at a at a shade over thirty million. You'd have thought they'd have got some estimates from other people, wouldn't you? Why didn't they ask the the Middletons to organise the thing? I mean, the the, the bowl of food thing was quite a good idea because it stops people eating too much. And secondly, you just sort of shove them in the dishwasher afterwards. You don't have to sort of worry about laying the table and doing the candelabra and doing all the other bit. But there was paper plates, probably. But uh, there were also street parties. Round my way, there was about three or four street parties. I saw signs, you know, road clothes, and they were laying out tables. I didn't think we'd had street parties anymore. But, in fact, um, didn't Matt say he was going to have one? Or somebody was having one, but they forgot to get permission from the police. You can't just close off a road and have a street party. You know, so obviously people in that area, not the brightest pennies in the box. Because you're supposed to get permission from... You have to have a licence. Oh, is that Paul Burrell? Creep. Nobody likes Paul Burrell. Isn't it funny? Nobody likes Paul Burrell. Because he's he just he just makes stuff up. I mean, the last time he was with the royal family was 20 years ago. You know, and he thinks he has an insight into it. He knows diddly squ... Oh, look, ice. Oh, on champagne. I could drink... I couldn't drink champagne now. I'm still not drinking alcohol. This is uncanny, actually. Going out for lunch yesterday, we went to a lovely place in it. We'd be the only ones in it. And I just had ravioli. I was being very healthy. Ravioli with mushrooms. I was being really healthy. And uh, normally I'd have a drink. I didn't. I had an elderflower um, tonic water thing. So no alcohol. Not bad, is it, really? I'm feeling a bit, bit sanctimonious about the old thing. It's all going, ooh, I've done quite well. No alcohol. And drove all the way back. Lovely night's sleep. Got up this morning. Bounced out of bed. Thought, shall I water the plants? I thought, no, nah, sod that for soldiers. Do it later on today. Because it's going to be another hot one. You've got another glorious day. You might as well enjoy it. Everywhere the town criers, every expert you could shake a stick at was working yesterday. M- m- lots of people made lots of money being experts. So do tell us about the wedding. Well, the dress is made by so and so and so. And of course, this goes back. Oh, uh, this actually goes back to the year 678 or whatever it was. Anyway, it was anyway. It was good. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And uh, Martin says, I think Megan's mum looked lost at the wedding. Plus, why no family of Megan? Because they're horrible, that's why. You've seen it. Surely you can't be that stupid. You must have seen them in the papers and everything else. They're vile. They're vile. They're not a huge family. But um, it was lovely. He says, um, uh, it seems so so weird that the wedding, even when Megan walked to the church by herself with the page was, I felt sorry for her. Oh, I did. She was dropped at the steps. She only had to walk up the steps into the chapel. The rest of the time, she came down in the car, t- picked her up from uh, Cliveden. 
And then she was taken there. We were all trying to work out the uh, the dress and what it looked like. And it looked OK, actually. And uh, beautiful wedding. Glorious weather, too. The American pastor went on too long. But uh, it would have been um, it, it would have been better had it been halved. Uh, love to have heard uh, what uh, what Prince Philip said when he got in the car. Yeah, me too. Can you imagine? Can you? We were all having guesses yesterday at what we thought Prince Philip would be talking about. And then um, um, it's interesting. Idris Elba, George Clooney... Victoria Beckham, dreadful outfit. Body language between her and Dave speaks volume. I know. I know. I heard, I heard a bit of gossip the other day, but I can't, I can't talk about it. Uh, the York girls and Princess Anne look dreadful. Well, as I say, one of the papers described Princess Anne as looking like a horse on the way to the abattoir. She looks so miserable. So, and, and you think, oh, come on, for God's sake, smile a bit. Uh, the York girls, ridiculous. I thought that Mike Tyndall obviously has got no decorum whatsoever. He needs to find another reality show to do because otherwise he hasn't got anything going on in his life. And uh, she's pregnant. And uh, But we do pomp. We do pomp and we do, you know, we, we do it well. Nobody does it like the Brits. Nobody does marching bands. Nobody does, you know, the uniforms. Nobody, nobody does the history. Nobody does the royal family. Nobody's got a royal family like us. Whether you like them or not, I couldn't give a stuff. You know, there were people who didn't like Diana. People who hated Diana. And I thought, but that's your, that's, that's your entitled to that thought. If you don't like somebody, then don't like them. But uh, for everybody else yesterday, and I reckon it got a huge audience. I think that television audience would be absolutely mega. Because I'm telling you that in all the restaurants in Epping the other day, really quiet, really re- noticeably quiet. And then, of course, after the wedding, there was the FA Cup final. I don't even know who won it. I was, I was not that interested. It was between Chelsea and Man United. And, you know, I couldn't care less. It would have been the most boring game under the sun that people would go, I think my godson was going to watch it in a pub with his mates. And, and I felt like saying to him, God, why don't you get a life? Why don't you get a life? But I think it was won by, I mean, probably by the law of average, it probably should have been Chelsea. And it turns out it was Chelsea. Steve Allen, the psychic, scores yet again. Anyway, welcome to the spike on a Sunday morning. It is a huge one, which is good news. And it's 21 minutes past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunny Sunday. I've decided it's Sunny Sunday. Why should it not be Sunny Sunday? It was Sunny Saturday yesterday. I had a lovely drive down the motorway. You know, boiling when I got back in the car after we'd been out into Epping in the afternoon. Oh, bad news on Epping. I'll tell you this. I can't remember if I told you Friday. Guess who's just moved into Epping? Only Daniela Westbrook. Dear God in heaven, get your property on the market as quick as possible. She'll devalue it. Sorry, so who lives next door to you? Daniela Westbrook. <coughs> you must be joking. I thought, and then somebody told me why. She's apparently very good friends with Tony Mortimer of East 17 and his wife, who live around the area. I've seen the house. It's lovely, actually. It's very old. Very, very old. And apparently that's it. So uh, that's, uh, we're, we're hoping not to bump into her anywhere. That would be ideal, wouldn't it? Uh, I thought Megan looked incredible. Understated and absolutely beautiful, says Kate. Yes. And um, I can empathise with Megan, says Diane. Uh, I'm estranged from my family and the thought of getting married is tinged with some sadness because my side of the church would be almost empty. <laughs> well, the, she did have friends on and the, they, they put them in the in the choir um, stalls. And so they've got various people there. Uh, Andrew was there and a few other people. The Queen looked lovely, but I did think the Duke of Edinburgh didn't look uh, good. It was the eyes, unless it was television that made it look even uh, even worse. Uh, still walking without a stick, says Philip, of uh, Prince Philip. The hip replacement obviously worked wonders. I know, I mean, it's, it's, he's 96. He's 96, for goodness sake. And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's still not bad. They make the effort, don't they? They make the effort. That's why we like them. 
Not all of them, but we like some of them. Uh, Elton John seemed to have a pair of hubcaps instead of glasses. You might want to check the Bentley, says Dolan. <laughs> Don't worry, it's got lots of security on it. There's lo- not just on the car, but we've got loads. Of- you can't walk into our car park without being caught by four CCTV cameras from every angle. It's fantastic. So uh, if we were doing the royal wedding, we'd have sussed out the fact that Harry's hair is dropping out quicker. I've never seen his hair go so fast. It was only a short while ago. It looked OK. I wasn't aware that sort of, you know, ginger was particularly bad. Uh, Steve uh, says, Chris in Glasgow, uh, were we the only ones wondering whether the BBC's camera editor was infatuated by the Beckhams during yesterday's service? Continuous shots of Davy Boy and his missus competing with Elton to look the most miserable. Yeah, I just, I, I looked at sort of Beckham and I just thought, you look like trailer trash. All those tattoos up the back of his neck and up this, and you think to yourself, what do you think you look like, mate? You really look trash. You really do. And she sat there looking miserable. I don't think they've got anything in common at all. I really don't. And uh, she also was wearing an outfit that was just dull. I mean, I'm assuming she thought, if we're going for a bowl food and I spill some of it down me, if I'm wearing yellow, I'm going to look as though I've had a few sherbets. Because you know she likes a few sherbets, does old Vic. And you know she's staggered out of clubs and bars. Oh, designer. I'm a designer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It went well. You can't complain about it. It was good. I was going to tell you what the um, what the what the food was because I was intrigued by the by this bowl effect and um, and we had the uh, the uh, uh, the bloke the Bishop Curry went on far too long. I mean, wait, I mean, put it this way, any longer than that, and I'd have, I'd have sort of thrown myself out the window. It, it really, it was way too long. It was very nice, but I don't think people at the end were sure whether to clap or smile or do whatever, so half of them smiled. She, even she must have been thinking this was a bit of a mistake. But anyway, that'll be the highlight. That'll be the highlight, but it's, it's Philip's eyes that kind of disturbed me a little bit, but everybody looking good. Kate had been recycling. She gave her McQueen coat another outing. Traditionally, the royal family recycle their clothes fairly regularly. They'll change buttons and stuff like that. Chloe Maidley, obviously, if we got to put underwear on, has sort of kind of, you know, cheapened the day. Uh, Kirsty Young. I suddenly realised, listening to Kirsty Young, do you know that, you might not have noticed this, at one point she said, oh, look, there's my husband and, and Kit. They were in the audience. They were invited. So she obviously decided she needed the money. So she took the presenting job as opposed to sitting with them in the, uh, in the, in the congregation. Chloe Maidley, as I say, with her boobs hanging out. A little bit cheap and tacky, but there you go. What do you expect? Uh, plus, uh, millions of Americans waking up to the Ultimate Breakfast TV show. The Americans love it. They love it. They don't have stuff like that. Only we have that. And we do it very, very well. But, uh, you know, what a day. But what, what happens now? I think Honeymoon Africa. What do you reckon? I think Honeymoon Africa, definitely. And, uh, and then jumping in on the bandwagon. Poor old Millie. Oh, I used to have a clothes company. Macintosh says... Uh, the split from Professor Green hasn't put her off marriage. Lasted about five seconds, didn't it, really? But, uh, you know, I'm sure she's doing very well. Uh, also, where is this? I shall find it, actually. I'll need to take a short break. and Because we, we, we're droning on with old Haskell, the most boring man in, in sport. I saw him on Loose Women a while ago. My God, he contributed nothing to it at all. Uh, also, 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 uh, Matt Roberts is your personal trainer. A lot of people talking about personal trainers now, you know. You have to have personal trainers if you want to lose the weight. No, you don't. You can do it by yourself. You don't need to waste the money. It's, it sometimes works out terribly expensive to have trainers and to get the right sort of food and things like that. But uh, Harry looked happy and uh, 
Uh, Megan's mum near tears as she got some nod from uh, from Harry. You know, it was it was good. They all had nice clothes on. Lady Kitty Spencer uh, looked lovely, and uh, Zara Tyndall with her dreary husband yawn yawn yawn. But uh, no, it was Amal Clooney who looked good. Pippa Middleton looked good. I don't think she was invited to the food. Princess Eugenie. Uh, just looked as though she'd wandered off night shift in hospital. Dreadful outfit. And as for poor Princess Beatrice, I mean, how to look like a sack of potatoes. There, that is the look right in front of me. It's either a sack of potatoes or an upside-down lampshade. It was ghastly. God, they need to get some people. But they've done a who's who in the pews. You know, on the bride's side and on the groom's side. Uh, who was actually there. I thought the choir did very well. You could tell how long they'd been singing. That uh, that song that they did and all the other songs they did because they didn't even need to look down at the words. They knew everything. They knew everything. I love this here. You can always get a good story out. Oh, I'm going to take a break. A good story about a model and a football ace. And we found a model and a football ace in a moment. LBC News Time, 5.30. With the headlines, it's Philip Krisikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a very nice heavy company for a Sunday. 26 minutes to 6. Going to be another hot day, which is, uh, which is good. Uh, a lot of people commenting on how miserable uh, Miss, Miss Beckham looked. Uh, Diane in Tooting says, I wish Harry had lingered a bit longer with the kiss. I can't help it, but I'm an incurable romantic. I think any longer it would have been a pornographic film. I don't think we do. You know, it's just supposed to be a little peck on the cheek. It's supposed to be, you know, they're all supposed to be a bit coy about it. Because like, they did it with William, didn't they? You know, and Harry... You probably couldn't wait to get it. But, but they don't do tongues. You notice that. There's no tongues down throats or anything else. It's all just a little, little bit of a peck. I love this story here. It's always so funny. This is Cristiano Ronaldo, who enticed a model into bed. Obviously, it didn't take much to get this one into bed. Her name's uh, Amal Saber. He took her home to show off his dogs. In other words, you know, that great pickup line. Hello, babe. Want to come back and see my dogs? Oh, I'd like to. Thank you. And off she goes. And apparently he then charmed her into bed. You know, I mean, there was actually a dog there, but uh, it's so. He also plied her with champagne before they romped. I mean, and then and they, they, then she's done the story, and you think, well, if you want to be cheap, darling, and go, but why don't you just admit that you're not difficult to pull? Make it easy for her. Don't start giving us the old baloney about you know he enticed me into bed. You know, we, um, under the promise of I could talk to his dog or something. I mean, God, you can't be that dumb, surely. But at least it gives you a name, doesn't it? Now you are the easy lay of today. Because you sort of went back there. You could have just sort of said, get me a taxi. Get me a taxi now. He's Cristiano Ronaldo. Didn't have to climb into bed with him. Or was it like the notch on the bedpost time? Uh, Caroline Flack has revealed it was love at second sight with Andrew Brady. Uh, I'm giving that one about six months, if indeed that. I just don't see it going any further, do you? I really don't. The Yorkshire Ripper, apparently, is besotted with a girl of 17. She's Polish and he writes to her and phones her and everything else. You feel like saying to her, unless she's particularly stupid, he's a convicted murderer many times over. He's 17. Thank God he's gone blind. And uh, she's called Victoria. He hopes she will travel to the UK and visit him in jail. She sent him chocolates, but wardens confiscated them. Let's hope they were poisoned. I can't believe it. What is it about these stupid people who want to start communicating with convicted murderers? I mean, you know, is there something the matter with her? Perhaps she's, perhaps she's not the full ticket. Must be, must be some reason, must not. I can't think of any other reason why I'd want to write to somebody like the Yorkshire Ripper. But uh, there you go. No accounting for taste, is there? Uh, it's just page after page. If, if you don't like the royal family, you're going to hate today. Seriously, the, the papers are full of her out there picking up flowers and uh, being lovely and, you know, also great. And, um, and then there's a story in the paper today. Who is this? Oh, the, the Corrie Beauty, Lucy 
uh, Fallon. I've heard of her. I, I couldn't tell you who she plays. I'm not, I'm not very good at things like that because I've not seen it for ages. But uh, she has a figure most women would envy, but yet she says she hates the way she looks. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Stop being so stupid, honestly. Why would you say so? You're an actress. Why would you say that? Unless you really are wanting to upset the majority of people. Uh, Bob Mortimer says he's desperate to get into the Armoured Jungle thing because Vic Reeves did it and he reckoned he could do better. He must need the money. He must need the money. I can't think of any other reason why he'd want to go there. Ed Sheeran has put in um, a pond in his home. It cost him half a million quid. No, you can have them dug. They, they can dig you. I think they're called dew ponds. And you dig it, D-E-W, as in morning dew, and you dig it, and then every it fills up with water. A friend of mine, Pete, he's actually got um, a pond outside his house, in the middle of the countryside, and it's fed by an underground spring. Which sounds lovely, doesn't it? I mean, I, I think it sounds very romantic. Uh, there's a picture today of the uh, Britain's Got Talent girl band. They're called Miss Tress. Uh, they're a transgender group from the Philippines. Uh, well, you'd never... If you hadn't told people, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know at all. They impressed the judges. They've been likened to the Spice Girls. Well, they're not trans, are they? Are they... Tr- is Victoria trans? Oh, come on, please. That'd be the best... That would be the best secret of all time, wouldn't it? The best secret. I love the idea. Uh, more pictures of the wedding. More pictures of the wedding. And uh, yeah, lots more pictures of the wedding. Picture of Dan Snow. I think Dan Snow went to the uh, went to the wedding. He's lovely. He's ever so sweet. But I think he went to school uh, with uh, with Harry. And then they've got somebody walking through the uh, the town in a sort of like a Spider Man suit. There were all sorts of people dressing up and you know having food and loving it and just getting into the spirit of it. Whether you think they're mad or not, that doesn't make any difference. You're not going to change their minds. They they absolutely adored it. Uh, also, uh, what else they talk? They just talk about the wedding. There are a few other stories in the papers, but not uh, not anything of any consequence. I mean, even the uh, even the um, the columnists are a bit lacklustre today. Some even more lacklustre than they really were. Uh, EastEnders stars courting, counting Costa as the coffee chain opens up on set. That'll be nice. And here's a picture of uh, Aunt McPartlin. Here he is sitting in the sunshine. He swapped the booze and fags for water. As uh, he turned his life around, he hasn't turned his life around at all. What are you on about? What old rubbish these people come up with? He's just been pictured out having having a bit of a vape. Doesn't mean to say he's turned his life around, does it? Well, I don't think so. Uh, also, little Gemma Oten. Gemma Oten is desperately, desperately sad and is making herself look even worse. She went out with Nick Knowles briefly. Nick Knowles from DIY SOS. And, uh, and then he decided he didn't want to go out with her anymore because I should imagine he probably sussed her immediately. She's a bit of an attention seeker. She'll milk anything. And she's made herself look really silly now. So she's spoken out as Nick uh, ramps up his relationship with a 25-year-old marketing executive. They've uh, holidayed in Hollywood and a friend says it's getting serious. Gemma was heartbroken when uh, Nick dumped her. Get over yourself, dear. Get over yourself. I mean, she's 34 you know, so he went out with you. I mean, did you not go out with him for the publicity? Get over yourself. Go find somebody else. She says, I wish I'd never met him as it's haunted me ever since. Shut up. Shut up. Makes you look silly. Seriously, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know, you went out with him. Now you didn't. I mean, that's, that's all you're famous for now. You're not famous for anything else. You're only for... Oh, a lovely family. Uh, this is um, a couple with septuplets. Seven. They've got one, two, three, four, five, seven. I'm counting eight. Why am I counting eight? They've got Caitlin, Caleb, 
Cody, Caden, Colton, Kelsey and Chelsea. Chav? <laughs> Maybe thinking. They're all lovely. They're, uh, they're nine years apart. They've been branded unique. I bet they are. Absolutely. How lovely. I love big families. But I'm not sure about Colton and Caden. That's, they're, they're sort of really peculiar names, aren't they? Which is, uh, you know... <laughs> I mean, it's their business. I, I never say to people, you know, you can't have kids with sort of funny names because they know about it. That's why they gave them. Like Harper Seven, but nobody mentions the seven bit, do they? They just call her Harper now. Because apparently she's going to win the national next year. She's a champion jockey. In fact, they're all phenomenally talented, the entire family. Uh, more pictures in the Express of um, Meghan's mother holding on to Prince Charles's arm. Should really be the other way round. And uh, as I say, then you've got Princess Beatrice wearing, I don't know, what were you thinking of, dear? A cracker that's gone horribly wrong. Really odd. Duchess of Cambridge looking very nice. And, uh, and then there's Eugenie, who looked dreadful. Mike Tyndall, who's got about as much class as a, as a handle. And... Um, and who's that a picture of? Oh, that's Charles Spencer with his wife, Karen. She looks very, very glamorous outfit. Very, very glamorous outfit. Um, and they're obviously in love. Not them, but Meghan and, and Harry. And they're obviously very happy about the whole thing. You know, she can't have probably got over just how lucky she she has been. She's pulled somebody very eligible. They've got, you know, loads of money doesn't bother them. We love James Corden. And who else was there? Uh, there was also uh, Joss Stone. Because I think Harry's a bit of a fan. And the royal fans' verdict was fantastic. So what did they eat? They started off with uh, Scottish langoustine. They're like little sort of... Sort of... Um, langoustine. <laughs> like little sort of lobster things, aren't they? Little tiny things. Wrapped in smoked salmon with a citrus creme fraiche. That sounds quite nice, doesn't it? I quite like the sound of that. Uh, grilled English asparagus wrapped in Cumbrian ham. Quite like the sound of that, too. I don't know if that's cold or hot. Uh, garden pea panna cotta with quail eggs and lemon verbena. Sounds a bit posh. Because uh, it's all bowls, OK? Heritage tomato and basil tartare with balsamic pearls. Poached free-range chicken bound in a lightly spiced yoghurt with roasted apricot. Oh, I like the sound of that. Croquette of confit, Windsor lamb. Roasted vegetables, shallot jam. Warm asparagus spears with mozzarella and sunblush tomatoes. Champagne and pistachio macaroons. Orange creme brulee tartlets. Yum, yum, yum. Miniature rhubarb crumble tartlets. Yum, yum, yum again. <laughs> A selection of bowl food, including fricassee of free-range chicken with uh, morel mushrooms and young leeks. Pea and mint risotto with pea shoots, truffle oil and parmesan crisps. Ten-hour slow-roasted Windsor pork belly with uh, apple compote and crackling. And on the drinks menu, what are they drinking? They're drinking Paul Roger Brut Reserve non-vintage champagne, a selection of wines and a range of soft drinks, including an apple and elderflower mocktail. Oh, it sounds lovely, doesn't it? Thousand staff, apparently, serving the guests. And the cake looks quite nice. Not very big cake, actually, by uh, Claire Patak. And she's used 200 Amalfi lemons and 10 bottles of Sandringham elderflower cordial. Looks lovely. Wouldn't like to imagine what that cost. But uh, a lot. A lot of money. But the food sounded nice, didn't it? Elton John, when they said, is there a piano player in the building? Yeah. So he, you know, one woman said it was the best thing she'd ever seen in her life. It was like a, a private concert. But uh, where will they go for honeymoon? Who knows? Elizabeth Taylor in the papers today, a victim of her own beauty. 
Uh, she was also incredibly late for everything. Every time she'd turn up, she could be hours late. She made Naomi Campbell look as though she wasn't even trying. And Naomi Campbell is about the rudest person you're ever going to get. Intrigued to hear the carriage horses had earplugs fitted. Uh, I don't think so. Why would they do that? They're all fully trained to work, you know, with crowds. They're a bit like police horses. I've never heard of fitting anything because the RSPCA would have a field day with that. And, um, and uh, Mrs Beckham did look funereal. Could have done with a bit more upbeat music. Bit sorry for Megan's mum. Doesn't she have a sister or friend? No, apparently not. Apparently not. Well, she's got Oprah. Don't know if that counts. And uh, Jane says, I thought Megan's mum was dignified. The dress was dignified too. It was just that she was by herself. You know, total number of members of Megan's family one, one. You'd think you could muster up a few more than one, wouldn't you? But then we have met them, and they are completely barking mad, I'm afraid. In fact, not in a good way. Not even sort of in a funny way. Quarter to six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Oh, little miniature rhubarb tartlet. I could eat that now. That sounds quite nice, actually. Doesn't that sound... And lemon creme fraiche. Oh, God. Let's not talk about food. Uh, Steve, uh, I listened to Nick and Sheila and turned on the television. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. So you turn on the telly, but you listen to Nick and Sheila. Apparently, according to Chris, uh, he said the, the base on the long walk in Windsor for the royal wedding, the setup for Global was insane. I mean, it looks lovely. It's all, it's all very nice. They've got deck chairs to sit out in it. Uh, it was being filmed and uh, looked absolutely lovely. Absolutely lovely. They all had a nice time down there, even though they had to get up at the crack of dawn, actually. Uh, Steve, I switched over from the cricket to see a bit of the carriage ride. Megan looked like she was playing the part of her life but a bit age-inappropriate. And one of the mounted carriage horses was, was a bit spooked. They do get spooked, spooked occasionally. I've ridden horses that have been spooked. But uh, one slip of the reins and there could have been chaos. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, I see David Beckham gave David Furnish a lovely big kiss. That was nice, says uh, Whetstone Nicola. Yes, I mean, you know, nobody ever said that David Beckham wasn't as camp as a row of Christmas trees. Why a row of Christmas trees should be camp, I've got no idea. Talking about Zara, who's married to Mike Tindall, I was really surprised yesterday. He had for many years a broken nose, however, yesterday it was fixed. Pity it didn't have it done for his own wedding a few years ago, says Jan in Dunstable. Yeah, he's, um, he's, sort of, he's on a few reality shows and failed on every one of them. He's obviously a bit sort of, he's just, just a rugby player, isn't it, really? It's just, you know, God knows. God knows what goes on in people's lives nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. So, so in love, uh, wedding day for Harry and Meghan. And we're now giving it till, I think it'll be before Christmas, she'll be announcing she's pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. I think she'll, yes, definitely. Defi- and I also, i tell you another thing. I think that uh, Kate and William will have another child. Absolutely. I'm making a proper, proper prediction. So they've got three. I think they'll be going for four. Absolutely for four. We know that she suffers with the morning sickness, but I still think she's going to go for another baby. If only to keep Megan away from the throne. <laughs> I think that's what it's being done for. I think it's the spoiler. I think it's the spoiler. It's like not bringing her father over, you know. Is he, is he really ill? Is it, you know, he's only had stents put in. He's only had three stents put in. Some people have four, five, six, seven, ten, fifteen, twenty stents. He's got three in and apparently it's laid him low, so they say. You're never too sure, are you, what, what, what's actually truth and what is a little bit of sort of massaging of the facts. Uh, front page of The Observer. Oh, it's a picture of the wedding. If you can't get away from it today. You really can't. Uh, Colour supplements you can because they're all done. Um, 
weeks in advance, so you don't have to worry about that. Two people fell in love and we all showed up. And that's what, that sums it up on The Observer. That's exactly what we did, didn't we? We all sort of uh, turned on the television. Contrary, actually, a friend of mine, Chris, said exactly the same. He, he thought that, you know, people would just sort of turn up to it. And once I saw the cars coming in, I thought it went way too fast when it was bringing her from Clifton down the Long Walk. I mean, it really bombed it down there. But they were doing it because they, they had to be on time. They'd be in constant communication going, OK, we're now one minute away, we're 30 seconds away. Oh, here we are. Can you see us? Look at that. That's us. That's us. And uh, there was a huge crowd on the Long Walk. It was packed all the way down, which was good. That was the indicator that whatever was going on in the town centre was going to be as good, if not better, than what was going on on the Long Walk. And everybody seemed seemed very happy. I mean, you couldn't... Uh, I don't think anybody looked miserable who was in the crowd. If you've waited that long, you've waited that long, you want to sort of, you want to sort of enjoy it as much as you can. Megan's, Megan's mum should have sat next to Charles or the Queen... Uh, you can't do it. It's a protocol. She would because she's nothing to do with with Charles really, and she's certainly nothing to do with the Queen. You know, she wouldn't be uh, she wouldn't be sitting anywhere near the Queen. Mind you, they won't even have Fergie. I mean, to say Fergie was in another part of the building. You know, you you just go up there onto that tower, dear. Just go and move yourself into that first little room. Stay there. That's the only thing you could do with Sarah Ferguson. You can't have her. Uh, but some of the papers are saying, oh, she's back in the fold. <laughs> the hell she is. No, 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 no. Just went to my local petrol garage, as you do. £100 later, filling up, past the wine section. Found six varieties of, pres- uh, of Prosecco, your favourite. Uh, four for ten. Four for ten pounds. Yeah, well, I'm, as you know, I'm not drinking at the moment. I am, I'm a teetotal boy. Uh, so I can, so it's funny because yesterday I thought I could have sat outside in the sunshine and enjoyed a Prosecco, but I thought, no, I was just as happy, happy with an ice cold drink with ice in it. And it turned out to be a tonic water, an elderflower tonic water, which was lovely. And I was, I was more than happy with that, more than happy. Because otherwise I think once you've, once you've sort of gone back the other way, it's a bit difficult, isn't it, really? Uh, Gordon Ramsay got an awards audience all steamed up by sex shaming his right hand man. <laughs> I'll let you read that in the newspapers for today. And uh, what else we got here? The Showbiz Week. Uh, Holly Hot Pants, the TV presenter, wowing in little leather shorts for the final Celebrity Juice. It's such a tacky, disgusting, revolting programme. I wouldn't advise you to watch it at all. And uh, I don't feel I need to go uh, to that step to feel any differently about how I do about my relationship. That'll be Cheryl, by the way. And uh, with, uh, with little Leanne Payne. They have, uh, not sure if they have any intention of putting a ring on it. Uh, also, James Arge Argent taps up the celeb lifestyle. I mean, he's a bit of a waste of space, isn't he, old Arge? He's been dropped from the programme before, put back together. They say he's been on holiday with uh, on-off girlfriend Gemma Collins. She's just a little port in a storm, I think. Well, a big port in a storm. That's it. Fern McCann says... Uh, The hardship of breastfeeding on her show, First Time Mum. Please, God, they never recommission it. She says, the devastating news, if I did want to get a boob job, I can't get one for another six months. That's it. She's a bit of a waste of space. She was complaining. She went out with Arge in her little TV show, watched by, I don't know, three people and the cameraman, I suppose. And uh, and she was having an argument with him because the crowd didn't want pictures taken with her. They only wanted pictures taken with him. Uh, But as I say, who is she? She's nobody. Helen Flanagan... Uh, heading for a spa day away from the cobbles with the photographer, uh, which is lovely. And Judy Finnegan, former queen of daytime telly, is retired. Daughter Chloe revealed this week, although Richard will soldier on. They must have got enough money to retire, surely. He said that they, they said, oh, she's not going to be doing any more television. I wasn't aware she was doing television. 
I wasn't aware that Judy Finnegan had been on television for ages, but I mean, she's 70. 70, and he's 62, and she's obviously decided she doesn't want to do that anymore. But I don't think it makes any difference. Nobody was sort of begging her to go back to it. They were of their period, Richard and Judy. Uh, plus here, Rachel, what's she talking about? Oh, Johnny, who got a, an MBE last year. The campaigners called for a knighthood, saying his comrades sacrificed uh, all sorts of things. They've never been recognised. I think he was the last of the dam busters, wasn't he? He says he feels bloody lucky. That's how he's put it. He feels bloody lucky, bless him. He says, uh, it was a long time ago. We won't forget it, but it's up to the two countries how to make sure that sort of situation doesn't arrive ever again. Uh, Ant McParkland's got a new wrist tattoo, which is just like the one on my bum, says Rachel. She says, I got the Chinese symbol for special years ago because it was cool. I don't think I'll be following the latest trend for glitter burns, though. I keep seeing all these programmes on the television where they've got, it's, I think, tattoo fixers is the one, where you've got two peculiar blokes um, who do tattoos, and a girl who I think does tattoos as well. And then you've got another peculiar one who sits there and doesn't really contribute anything to the programme. She's the receptionist. You don't really need them. They just walk straight into the office and go, OK, so I've got this tattoo here, and I want to change it into something else. So they just submit things. The, uh, the receptionist, if that's what she is, is a total waste of time. Total waste of time. And uh, I felt sorry for David Beckham in the chapel. He was sat next to Churchill's grandson, Nicholas Soames, They've got nothing in common to talk about. Was he? Was that who? I've got the uh, the seating list actually. He was sitting next to. Uh, oh right, so he was actually next to Soames. Oh dear, Nicholas Soames, who's lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight. I was talking to who was I talking to? Theo Usherwood. He was saying he's lost a fortune because the joke used to be that uh, if you were going out with Nicholas Soames and he was making love to you, it would be like a double wardrobe falling on with the keys still in the lock. <laughs> Always amused me, that one. But no, he, he's lost a lot. What do you think David Beckham had in common with Tory MP Nicholas Soames? Um, uh, Nicholas Soames, what's your name? Uh, I'm Bex. All right. What, what, what do you do, darling? Uh, I don't know. Victoria, what do I do? What do I do? Um, he advertises pants and whiskey. Oh, right, OK. And leather jackets, yeah, and a motorbike. A friend of mine's just bought Harley Davidson. And it was parked over the road from the restaurant we were having lunch at yesterday well i've never seen so many people come up and have a look at it seriously we were sitting there and it was everybody from young people to really old people who were going up and looking at his harley davidson which he bought i think from lakeside i don't know where there's obviously a harley davidson outlet there so this is a, this is a new bike but uh, based on an old design but the amount of people who were coming up looking at it i thought my god i thought it was bad enough for me Bad enough for me. Uh, Steve, uh, another one here. Did you know that Nick Ferrari was a bit cheeky about you? Oh, he's always cheeky about me. Uh, only five uh, minutes into the broadcast. Oh, I can imagine he would be. I saw his, uh, his young lady, actually, on the bus yesterday. We both went, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I picked up the extra bit of gossip, actually, yesterday. I was like, listen, I don't care. As long as somebody says something about you, as long as they're talking about you, who cares? Nobody cares. Perhaps, we, perhaps he was talking about the spike. Perhaps he was talking about the audience figures. Perhaps he was talking about how brilliantly we've done. Perhaps he was talking... Well, most of us. Uh, perhaps he was talking about... You know, he could be talking about anything, actually. Because I did the last royal... No, the royal wedding before the last one. I did Sarah Ferguson's. But I was doing commentary, you know, as we were opposite 
Westminster Abbey. God, that was a don't say we we spent all our time with notes and bits of paper and everything else. Apparently, Meghan always intended to walk down the first part of the church alone. I thought the whole thing was beautiful. Says Jack. Yeah, I don't think anybody else, uh, you know, got any problems with it at all. There's a few people who didn't like it, but then who cares? Who cares? And um, am I the only one who thinks Harry and Meghan have a slight resemblance? Uh, it's the eyes, the nose, and the smile. Says Diane. Oh right. Oh, interesting. 84850 steve at uk. Uh, Jane says, my mum had four of us. It's the ideal family. I'm looking forward to Harry and Meghan's royal baby and a choice to be walked up the aisle by your flaky dad or the Prince of Wales. It's a no contest. I know flaky dad would have been marginally more entertaining for us. But uh, will, they have, will they have children? Yes, of course they can have children. In fact, she's already said she can't wait to have them. And I think that will sort of cement it. Perhaps he'll have to get used to pushing the pram around town. Let's head towards the news at six, shall we? Sunday morning on LBC at Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. You're very welcome. If you went to the uh, do yesterday, how long did it take you to get home? I bet it was forever and a day. Nick discovered the delights of these um, motorbikes, these uh, these taxi motorbikes, which we were talking about the other week with Phil Vickery. And uh, and we had we had a recommendation which was uh, which was lovely, and uh, Nick's got one that he used to use for going to this morning when he was doing the papers on there. So who were the fashion disasters, the fashion successes? We'll tell you in a, a moment. Um, the, the 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 thing is, where are they going to go on honeymoon? Rumor has it they're going to go to Africa, and um, also the MPs tell the speaker, that's Mr. Burko, apologise for the stupid woman jive, and Ed Sheeran, Garden Pond. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, every Sunday morning. I've just looked outside. The sun is shining. It's a bit chilly. Well, perhaps that's just in here. I don't know, because we have air conditioning. And uh, the crowd sweltered yesterday on the long walk. You know, if you were at the back of it, you must have been craning your neck to see a car that whizzed down there so fast. So fast. But, I mean, 100,000 people turned up. She looked great. He was happy. It all went well. There were no sort of disasters. There was nobody sort of being an idiot. Uh, a few people who sort of had sort of drunkenness. 5,000 police. And uh, and God knows how many rainforests that went to make all the flower tributes. There were the flowers all over the place. And uh, lots of people. And, uh, and the fashion faux pas. Those who were wearing the right outfit. Those who were wearing completely awful outfits. And those people who'd made no effort whatsoever. Those people who didn't have any class and had no idea of what it's like to go to something like that, and they'll never be invited again. Uh, Beatrice and Eugenie turned up looking as dreary as they really are. The Queen, of course, resplendent. Uh, Duke of Edinburgh, 96, walking without a stick. Camilla, looking like sort of an off-duty powder puff. Uh, William, trying to make it look as though he's got hair, but he hasn't. Uh, Charles, obviously, enjoying the moment. And then you had the, uh, the Bishop Curry who overran, who got so carried... He was reading it off um, an iPad, by the look of it. It's probably some sort of contra-deal. And, uh, and Harry and the veil and the dress and everything. But uh, Bishop Curry, they say, really is one hot preacher. And uh, he, he was. He was very hot. But I've never seen so many flowers outside the door. They didn't have them for Charles and, and uh, Camilla's wedding at all. The bridesmaids and the little pages looked gorgeous. Didn't they look wonderful? Nobody misbehaved. They were obviously sort of saying, right, you'll do this. I noticed George holding his daddy's hand. And Charlotte holding Mummy's hand. Mummy's Mummy's fitted very well into the royal family. I think she's she's done it absolutely uh, right. And uh, they wave. Everybody waved. They look good, and we're all going right. Who's actually going to arrive down the hill next? I said, Well, it's going to be Charles. It's going to be Camilla because the Queen arrives last. Nobody uh, nobody arrives after the Queen. 
apart from the bride. So the Queen comes in, and it was all wonderful. But it was this hellfire and brimstone preacher who was sort of preaching. I mean, the, the Queen didn't... Didn't crack a smile on that one. I, I, I wasn't sure whether or not she was understanding. And also Kate didn't crack a smile either. Whereas Camilla, I thought, was sort of finding it very funny. And I think Megan found it very funny as well. But uh, the kids looked adorable. They were all grabbing a bit of that train, weren't they? And it looked, she looked fine. She looked, you know, fine. So the little mini marvels, as they're calling them. You watch them all grow up now. You're going to see them in a few years' time. And you're going to go, wow, wow. Cheers and tears. The Landau made for two. Lots of people dressed up waving Union flags and blowing whistles and everything else like that. It was great. It was a happy day. Thank God it was uh, sunny. Thank God. But uh, now she's a, she's a megastar. Now she's going, nothing could ever prepare you. Even being an actress can ever prepare you for this kind of attention. You know, she must be looking around and thinking... You know, Charles was sort of obviously following the service very, uh, very closely. Uh, but Hollywood hijacked the royals, most of the papers say. But what a show. And it was a show. It really was. They've got... For some reason, somebody from Mumford & Sons was there. What was I going to do with it? What was I going to do with it? Oh, the wife's Hollywood actress. Oh, right. Oh, Kerry Mulligan's... Is she? I don't know anything about her. And she, she's going out with this Mumford & Sons bloke. They're married. Oh, right. They've got children and everything. Oh, right. So he's in Mumford and Sons, and she's uh, an actress. What's she been in? Has she been in anything I know? She's what, Oscar-nominated? Well, I've never heard of her. Never heard of her. She was in an edu... I've never heard of it. In an educate. That's a film, is it? In an edu... Never heard of it, no. She was in the film Shame. Never heard of it. What else was she in? Was she in Paddington 2? No, she wasn't in Paddington. Well, there you go. They're, they're not in Paddington 2. I don't know who they are. Has she ever met Hugh Grant? <laughs> I like the... Uh, people say, oh, is that because until we, we actually checked out Meghan Markle, we suddenly realised she's not been in any films of any note at all. And that's why when I laughed the other week when one of the commentators, and my God, there was some dumb commentary coming from Sky. Some of the questions to some of the people in the crowd, I mean, dear me, honestly. You know, so what are you looking forward to most? Oh, I don't know, going home at the end of the day. So what are you all here for? The wedding. I mean, seriously dumb questions. Seriously dumb. But funny at the same time. Uh, who else was there? Um, is it, there were some people who'd been in suits with her. Who she brought her. But as I say, if you haven't seen suits, it won't make the slightest difference to you. And the kisses. Go on, no tongues. <laughs> oh, it's better. I needed that tea this morning. I really did. I'm looking forward to today. I don't know why. There's no particular re- no logical reason why I'm looking forward to today more than any other day, apart from this is a significant week for me uh, in terms of uh, I've got interviews to do uh, for In Conversation. Uh, we've got Dale's thing. I'm not sure how that's going to go and pan out. So that's on Tuesday. And then Wednesday. What have I got? Well, I've got something on Wednesday. Thursday, we've got the cataracts being done. And then Friday, I'm not here. I'm not here. I've decided that I'll need to take the Friday off. I'm not sure if I will need to take Friday off, but I'm going to take the Friday off. So <laughs> I'm sparing you a day. Sparing you a day. So who's fashion sparkle and who missed the markle? Uh, the hits and the misses. Uh, Eugene, um, a dreadful, dreadful outfit. I mean, really ghastly. Uh, Beatrice looked lamp-like in a, a Roxander Teal silk organza with a Stephen Jones hat. It was just ridiculous. It was a ridiculous outfit. I mean, not, not for somebody of her age at all. Uh, a very drab Noel Coward look for Princess Anne, but you have to remember, she's probably about 70 now. 
Uh, Kitty Spencer. So I thought that was quite a nice outfit, but the uh, the fashionistas didn't like it. Countess Spencer, top to tail mauve. Very 1970s Laura Ashley. And the cape, they say, is a miss. I thought she looked class. Absolute class. Uh, Harry's friend, Delphina Blackier. They say it's uh, it's looking a bit swimming poolish. I don't know what that means. I thought she looked quite nice, actually. Uh, rugby player Will Greenwood. His wife, Caroline, is an over-frilly green dress, uh, which the uh, expert here, Liz Jones, says made me want to mow her, as in uh, sort of cut it. Uh, plus, uh, Tom Hardy's wife, Charlotte Riley, her vampire's wife frock doesn't help. Uh, it's OK. It's OK. Uh, cleavage from Chloe Maidley. Made it look cheap and tatty, but there again, that's Chloe Maidley for you. And uh, Harry's ex, Chelsea Davies' dress was very short. And uh, it's another iffy cape. But uh, And uh, posh, they say, dresses for a funeral again. I've never seen anybody look so miserable for a wedding. It's supposed to be the happiest day of anybody's life, but by God, does she look miserable. Didn't crack a smile once. Didn't look at one point. She was trying to grab his hand, and it wasn't there because he had his arm sort of wrapped round his own waist. It's a bit difficult. Who looked the best? The Queen. Queen never gets it wrong. Queen always looks perfect. Uh, Duchess of Cornwall, ice pink. Uh, a coat dress. I like these coat dresses. The Queen favours them a lot. Princess Michael of Kent's outfit. Bit salmony, but she doesn't look showy-offy at all. It's it's class. Duchess of York. As I say, nobody was particularly bothered that she was there. She sort of, she sort of came in and then vanished. Uh, Joss Stone uh, looked great. Uh, Carol Middleton, good. Uh, Stella McCartney for Oprah Winfrey looked good. Uh, Countess of Wessex. That's a very nice dress. And uh, Megan Suits co-star, Gina Torres. And Pippa Middleton, very good. Sophia Wellesley, James Blunt's wife. New season, Valentino. They say, far too winsome. I don't know what winsome means, but it's far too winsome. Far too winsome. But everybody had a great time. That's what it comes down to. It just comes down to the fact that, you know, if you don't like the royal family, you're not going to be bothered about it. Apparently somebody asked Jeremy Corbyn, would he be watching the wedding? He went, no. I thought, of course he won't, because he's Mr. Misery. He's so sad and wrapped up in his... He doesn't care. Why should he bother? Victoria Beckham, Steve, says Philip, doesn't seem to have grasped the concept of sunglasses. The clue is in the name. The day she needs them, they were nowhere to be seen. I know. She doesn't... Um, I bet she wasn't at all happy. I don't know whether or not people were forbidden from wearing sunglasses, but I didn't see anybody wearing them. It was David Beckham wearing sunglasses... I'm not sure if you were supposed to wear them. I think that's called disrespectful. Yeah, I think, yes, it was Mum Mumford and Sons who was wearing. Yeah, I think it's disrespectful. I don't think you're allowed to wear them. But there you go. Uh, another one is apparently at one point in the service, Mike Tyndall was rubbing Zara's pregnant belly, says Pat. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. There's no accounting for, uh, for whatever it is. Uh, somebody says... Um, don't be too harsh on Bishop Curry. I took the opportunity to make a cup of tea and have a snack. You could have cooked yourself a three-course meal and you still would have been going. He, he was hellfire and brimstone. Uh, and Sula says, do you see the documentary on, uh, on the Titanic last night? Really? What on earth would that be for? Well, it's not the anniversary, is it? A better thing to do with, uh, with the ship going down? I don't know. Uh, Harry's all of a sudden acquired uh, a very nice E-type jag... I've never seen him driving an E-Type Jag, so I'm assuming it must be on loan from somebody, which means they must have arranged the insurance fairly quickly. Because, I, should, I mean, I wouldn't like to imagine how much his insurance would be. But uh, they now get titles, don't they? Duke and Duchess of... Is it Sussex? 
Sussex. How exciting. Have you ever been to Sussex? I don't know. That anything Kate can do, Megan can do better. Presumably she's studied the videos and uh, she'll be looking at it very carefully. But uh, they will put duty before relaxing as they delay heading off on honeymoon. Telling aides they want to hit the ground running, Harry and Meghan will join the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cambridge at his 70th birthday patronage celebration in the gardens of Buckingham Palace on Tuesday. Postponing the honeymoon is a, a bold statement of intent. No, it's not. We'll have old Codswallop, honestly. It just means they're going to go to Charles's. They're not going to go off on honeymoon when his father's got something coming up to celebrate. And uh, they'll do that. They, they say they're going to set off to Shipwreck Lodge, which is in Africa... And uh, it's an eco-friendly safari lodge located in a remote spot on Namibia's start, but beautiful skeleton coast. Double chalets, each set on a private patch of sand, equipped with an outdoor hot tub and wood-burning stove. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sounds very tacky, especially when you've got one right next door to you. you know, the, do you think the people next door know that they've actually sort of got royalty who could be moving in? Might not be going there, but that's, you know, but they could be. They could be. Time check? You want a time check? Go on, I'll give you one anyway. What the heck? Quarter past six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. It's amazing, isn't it? The uh, the pictures of that lava flow still coming out of that volcano in, uh, in Hawaii. I mean, if that of anything, it's advancing at a rate of up to 300 yards an hour. An hour. I mean, it's just literally powering on down the roads for everything. Anything in its path, it just demolishes. It's amazing, isn't it? What is actually, you know, under the earth that we're not aware of. Absolutely amazing. I mean, it's like lava lakes bubbling away. You can look at it. It's bubbling away out of the ground. Even, you know, not even high up on the volcano. This is way down on the lower slopes. Amazing. Ollie Mers has got a new girlfriend for the umpteenth time. How boring is that? But apparently he went out on the town with his photographer so he could get a picture. And uh, guess what she does? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a clue. Her name is Jamie Beth Garrity. Jamie Beth Garrity moved to London in 2014 to focus on her modelling career. OK, she's a lingerie model. OK, that's so exciting. In other words, she's just one of those people who get a kit off and sort of model knickers and bras. And, uh, and he took her out the other day for something to eat. And, uh, and then they had a stroll along the King's Road with their photographer, who must be getting a bit bored by now, going, how much further are we going to walk? I've taken the pictures. Apparently, they both look very happy. And uh, considering he lives out in Essex, God knows why he was strolling along the King's Road. It's not exactly what it was. But she also works as a fitness trainer. Ah, oh, right. Oh, also, uh, uh, she's tattooed as well. Oh, God. Oh, that's lovely. And I'm looking at a picture of her. And uh, she's sort of got that sort of, oh, I can't believe where my clothes gone kind of look, which is lovely. And um, uh, she talks about uh, sort of wearing her sort of lingerie. And he just talks about, I don't know. Where do these people, every time you see these sort of people out, they've got nothing on them at all. Where do they keep their wallets? Where do you keep your phone? He's not holding a phone. He's not got his, well, how's he paying for anything? They looked very close and didn't seem to mind who saw them. Don't be so stupid. They took a photographer with them. Honestly. Oh, good news. Uh, hospitals now have hit squads targeting the health tourists. You know the people who turn up here and go, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to have a baby. And they don't pay for it and we're expected to pay for it. Not anymore. Not anymore. Apparently, these hit squads are being sent into trusts to help them recoup as much money as possible. Well, don't do it. I don't think we should do it. We should stick them back on planes again. They're, they're now going to be charging uh, for a birth, including anti and postnatal care, 7,000 quid, 6994, so as good as damn it, seven grand. If you can get the money out of these people, they'll just plead poverty. They'll just plead poverty. 
It's disgraceful, isn't it, really? Uh, planned transplant surgery, 4,107. Emergency adult heart surgery, 16 grand. Planned children's heart surgery, 20 grand. Cancer treatment, clinical oncology, £14,003, very important. An intensive care package, 143000 And where precisely, NHS, do you think these people are going to get money like that from? 143000 There's no chance. No chance at all. You know, if they actually... If it, if it actually emerges that they will... Be, I mean, I'm totally against us treating anybody who turns up in the country and takes full advantage and then disappears off and doesn't bother paying for it. I think people should pay for it. You know, you've been paying in for years, so you can take advantage of the NHS. These people haven't done anything at all. Yet they can manage to buy their flights over here. I think it's a case of, I'm sorry, like America. So do you have insurance? No? Well, we're not doing it. You can have it on the pavement outside. It's ridiculous. We'll find some snowflake somewhere and say, oh, no, we have to look after them. We have to look after these people. Well, I don't think we do. Let them stay where they are. Let them stay where they are. What else is Ollie Murs doing? Nothing. Just out with this lingerie model. It's funny, actually. She's, uh, she promotes her five-day body blitz after losing three stone. Usual sort of rubbish you've heard from people before, isn't it? So they're hoping to get some sort of interest. What, what five-day body blitz, you lose three stone? Well, that's a lie for a start. There's no way. No way. You, you should never lose that much weight. But uh, she's wearing a very appropriate outfit for a lingerie model. Apparently, she'd put on weight during her gap year. There you go. All the old claptraps all come out already, isn't it? Uh, I thought Zara looked like she couldn't get comfortable, Steve, says Jax. And uh, about to go into labour. I was sick of the BBC fixation with Mrs Clooney. They just... I know, they just... Well, she did look good. She did look good. Uh, didn't you notice the E-Type Jag is a left-hand drive? American. Belongs to Megan. It had wedding date number plate given to Harry as a wedding gift, says Max. Whatever. You'd have to get insurance. You can't just pick and drive a car. And, uh, and June says, why does Victoria Beckham always look so fed up? I don't think she enjoyed herself at all. David looked happy. She should take a leaf out of his book. Yeah, but he doesn't know where he is. He's got no idea. He might as well ask the Pixies where it comes to Dave. I mean, just, just go on to the Graham Norton programme to see that Dave is not really in the real world at all. He's in the world of publicity and, and Brooklyn have more people than I do. And all. It's, it, Seriously, it was like a child talking. She's sort of just hanging on to him because he's obviously the bread earner and she's trying to forge a career. But yet, you know, if she was going to wear something, I mean, you know, everybody said the same, all the experts. Why did she look like she was going to a funeral? She's supposed to be in fashion. She's supposed to know these things. I don't think she's got the faintest idea. I've never seen her wear... You know, she was wearing some outfits in America over the past year, which I was looking at very carefully. The part, apart from the fact that they're, they're sort of, they look a bit dated, very much gearing to the 70s, which she was not around in, then they, they don't really make them for normal-sized people. I mean, she's stick-thin. She's seriously stick-thin. There's nothing of her. She's so, so thin. And so they go, ah, oh, Victoria Beckham is teaching you about fashion. I think somebody needs to teach her about fashion. Because it's, you know, she doesn't wear the best outfits. Whereas I think some of the other Spice Girls wear much better outfits. Much better outfits. She's, she's too painfully thin. I bet she never ate anything. David, come away. Oh, I just want to, just want to eat something over here. No, 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 no. Uh, Richard and Judy, because she's uh, retired, together with their attention-seeking daughter. It's funny, they have a nice son, Jack. He's, uh, he just gets on with life. Must be a little bit boring, I suppose. Uh, having a sister who so much enjoys the limelight, but not really doing anything at all with it. And uh, she got to go to the royal wedding, but only because her boyfriend or fiancé, whatever he is now, was invited. So I'm just trying to find out. So you've got... Who was in the pews? 
leading up to it. You've got um, Duke of Cambridge, so William, who was best man. Uh, then you've got Charles. Then you've got Camilla. Uh, then you've got the Duchess of Cambridge. Then you've got the Duke of York, Andrew. Then you've got Beatrice of York, Eugenie of York. Then you get Jack uh, Brooksbank, who's the tequila brand ambassador. She's done well there, hasn't she? And uh, <laughs> uh, then you've got Mrs. Emile von Cutsum, family friend. Uh, then you've got Amanda Ward, widow of Prince Harry's godfather. Then you've got the Queen, who is grandmother of the groom. Then you've got the Duke of Edinburgh. Then you've got the Earl of Wessex, Countess of Wessex, Lady Louise Mountbatten-Windsor, which is their daughter Louise, uh, Viscount Seven is their son, James. Then you've got the Princess Royal, Princess Anne, who is the Queen's only daughter. Vice Admiral, Sir Tim Lawrence, is her second husband. Uh, Peter Phillips, eldest child and only son of Princess Anne. Autumn Phillips, wife of Peter Phillips. Then you've got Jessie Webb, former nanny to Princess Harry and George. Uh, Zara Tyndall, Anne's daughter, Mike Tyndall, Zara's husband. Duke of Gloucester, uh, Duchess of Gloucester. Lady Sarah Chatto is Princess Margaret's daughter. Uh, Daniel Chatto, artist, married to Lady Sarah. Samuel Chatto, Sarah and Daniel's older son. Then you've got Princess Alexandra, uh, who is the Queen's cousin. The Earl of Snowdon and the Countess of Snowdon. And that's who was on the pews the other side. Over on Meghan's side, it was a, it was a right little collection of people you never heard of. Well, I mean, you've heard of people like um, Serena Williams... And there was a few other well-known people who sort of made it. Amal Clooney and uh, George Clooney, Lady Caroline Warren. I don't know who she is, actually. But uh, it was quite a good little collection, the other side. Uh, Somebody called Benita Litt, I think it is, one of Meghan's best friends and her husband, Darren. Uh, Meghan's agent, Nicholas Watts, Walton Collins... And his wife, Isabel May, a PR guru. Some very odd people on her side. But they must have all enjoyed sitting there. Get, who is that over there? Don't, don't look, don't look, don't look. David, don't look. Who, who are you? Don't talk to them. They're the other side of the aisle. You mustn't do things like that. I want to know who they are. Well, you can't. You just have to wait. Wait till the end. You can talk to them at, at, the, at the banquet when, when we've had a little, a little drinky poos. All right? Oh, OK. That's how it's going to go, isn't it? I wonder how, but I still want to know how long it took you to get home. Seriously, I know a lot of the um, LBC team. I think we're in a hotel for the night. But I think Nick came back on one of these um, these bikes um, because there's no point in him staying down there. He, he can be back home in in 15 minutes because I think he was staying around uh, around Twickenham. Actually, uh, they've got uh, inside the receptions pictures in the papers today. Uh, the first dance, Megan's speech and a chance for the newlyweds to let their hair down. I think actually he's let too much of his hair down, so there isn't very much left at all. Uh, also the royal wedding, the dresses, the hats and more. Sarah Ferguson. Why was she only wearing one glove? Because she's mad as a fruitcake. She was only wearing one glove. Don't ask. Perhaps it's called fashion where she comes from. Nobody quite understands anything that Sarah Ferguson does. And that's why they're just, you know, and then you get sort of um, Prince Philip going, I can't stand that woman. So she's wearing one glove. I mean, she's she's not the full ticket, poor soul, actually. But uh, she was deeply offended, having not been invited to Prince Charles's inner city. He doesn't like her. He doesn't like her. Why do you have to invite somebody you don't want to go there? There were quite a few people that didn't go. And uh, they say as such, her attendance at the royal wedding was uncertain. Who gives a toss? Just want to go? Don't go. 
You know, nobody's, nobody's sort of particularly bothered whether she went or not. She's not that interesting. There's a story in the paper today about um, a girl of 13 with a facial disfigurement was humiliated at school by a policeman who wrongly accused her of eating a gobstopper. I mean, it does look as though she's eaten a gob because she's got, you know, one side of her cheek is sort of puffed out a bit. Uh, Amy Davis, spelled A-I-M-E-E. That's the, uh, that's the really awful spelling of it. Uh, she was born with a condition which caused her left cheek to swell, was listening to a police antisocial behaviour lecture when one told her off. Mum Stephanie said she was so embarrassed and upset that it was pointed out in front of her friends. Well, her friends must have laughed because they know what it is. But she told the officer her face was swollen, but she was very humiliated. She came home and she burst into tears, usual kind of thing. But um, it's interesting. They have apologised. They apologised immediately. It happened, you know, because that's what the police do. How are they to know? It's such a rare illness, you know. Probably they haven't seen something like this before, but uh, it's it's all sorted out. All sorted out, and everybody goes home happy with a smile on their face. Richard Keyes is in the paper today with his uh, ex-wife, carrying shopping for her. Does that, this mean they're back together or they're not back together? Because, to be honest with you, I've lost the will to live on that relationship. LBC News Time, 6.30. The latest headlines with Philip Chrysokos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 7. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. It's gorgeous outside. It's going to be lovely a little bit later on. And uh, any uh, any of your... Te- I want to know... I really want to know. I really want to know. Please, how long it took you to get home from Windsor, if you went? Because I know that from Waterloo Station yesterday, they were laying on twice as many trains. Because I, I take the... Uh, um, Eaton, Riverside train, Windsor, Eaton and Riverside train on a regular basis because there's four of them an hour. So I think they were doing eight an hour to get all the people down there. But how long did it take you to get back out again? Because all of a sudden you've got an entire like sort of town decamping to the railway station. There's a lot of people to get 100,000 people. There's a lot of people to get onto trains. There must have been queues a mile long. So what time did it finish and how long did it take you to get home? That's what I want to know. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Looking at the pictures of this volcano in uh, in Hawaii, they've had to now evacu- uh, evacuate 40 houses. They've got all sorts of eruptions. This is all underneath the earth. It just it just blows, and then you think, oh, it would just what it would do. But no, this has been bubbling away for ages, and now it's got to the top. It's bubbling away even more, but it's just a wee bit more dangerous now because anything in its path, it swallows. Anything in the path that is sitting there, be it uh, roads or be it cars, or ha- they had a car the other day which I was watching because I'm fascinated by volcanoes. I just sort of think to myself, you know, people stand there taking pictures, and then the pyroclastic cloud blows up, and you think. Get out! Get out! Because you remember the uh, Pompeii? That went under Vesuvius, didn't it? Vesuvius erupted. Pompeii went under. What have they just found? They found a network of tunnels built. They think people smuggling, stealing things from the site. It is the most stolen site that we've got in the world. You thought years ago it was the pyramids. Now it's it's uh, Pompeii. People take things that they find. And they found this tunnel that went underneath. What did they find at the end of it? A horse. A horse that they think was in a parade uh, that would have taken place. It was smaller than the usual horses. And it, it was sort of... They, they've injected it, what, what bits are left, with this sort of 
not polystyrene, but like sort of a rubber solution, which they've done with, with the bodies of people that they found, and they injected it, and then they took out the cast, and that became the person. But they found a horse. They reckon it was near stables in Pompeii, because once the pyroclastic, they didn't know what it was. They thought it was snowing. They had no idea at all. This thing came in over the top of them, and of course they just got sort of swallowed up. I mean, I would like to imagine how many people died at Pompeii. But uh, that's why it's going to be like that in Hawaii. They had a car. It was in the middle of a road. Obviously the people had got out and run like heck to get away from it, and as the the slow-moving lava got to it, you hear bang, bang, and that was the tyres going, and then it just encompassed the car. Which then, of course, because of that, the petrol tanks burst... But it didn't make any difference because it was encased in the lava. You know, people watched their houses disappear completely. And God knows, I mean, it shows no sign of abating. No sign of abating at all. Uh, 84850, uh Somebody says, it's Pentecost today. You're off to Holy Mass. Uh, you don't need to say one for me. You don't need to go anywhere to actually celebrate Holy Mass, as you probably know, Donny. You can go and do it in your back garden if you sh- so desire. I never understand people who think you have to go to church to do things. You don't have to go to church to do anything at all. You can do it all privately in your sitting room, in your car. You can do anything you like. Uh, the people's princess reborn. The crowd screamed for Meghan. They liked her. They liked her. And um, they've got somebody saying, oh, Diana would have loved the dress. Well, she'd have loved the whole sort of adulation thing, wouldn't she? I mean, that's what she's sort of... That's what she picked up. And they both got lovely smiles. Um, and it costs a lot of money. Now, I suppose, you know, there'd be all that food that was left over. The Queen would be going, what are we having for breakfast? Chorizo? <laughs> you imagine all that. You know, like you do when you go through the fridge, you go, what are we having today? Well, we've got leftover pizza. Oh, God. I see, I can't eat cold pizza. Around here, they devour it like they've only just discovered food. It's really bizarre. Oh, look, cold, there's some cold pizza. And you go, that's like eating a cold tin of beans. But I know people who eat cold tins of beans. Uh, but the Glitterati party. I'm glad that Charles looked after Meghan's mother. I'm, I'm, I'm quite pleased about that, actually. But uh, they did ask, can anybody play the piano? Knowing, of course, that Elton would go, I'll play, I'll play for you. And I thought that was cute as well. Uh, Megan's dad says she looks so beautiful. So they managed to get some words out of him. And she has uh, communicated uh, the celebration with the... And, of course, Dave Beckham was posing for selfies. I'm sorry, dear. I don't want to be rude, Davey boy. It's not your day, OK? It's their day. Stop trying to steal the limelight. You don't have pictures taken with people, all right? I mean, at least learn something in life. At least learn something. Um, has she? Is she going to get a part in a film again? Do you think Megan will go back to acting? I do hope not. I don't think you can do the both. I know people have done it, but I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, Jack Osborne. I thought Jack Osborne was dying. I don't want to get this wrong, but I'm sure ages and ages ago, they said that Jack Osborne has got some dreadful illness. And I can't remember what it... He's got MS. Oh, is that, is that all he's got? Oh, right, OK. Because it's only because he's in the paper today because he's um, being sued for divorce by his wife, Lisa. That's three months after their third child was born. Because I used to see him when they did the, uh, the programme and I used to think they were just a rude family. I mean, really foul mouth, really badly foul mouth. Uh, Sue Perkins faces a backlash for alleged sexist jokes while presenting the BAFTAs. It was disgusting. I've seriously never seen anything. Did you see it? Absolutely disgusting. Really, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, at one point, she comes off the stage, goes and sits on Mel Gidroyd's lap and says something very rude. 
which I can't, I can't even hint at on this programme. But whatever it is, that's not what we expect from BAFTAs at all. So perhaps they won't invite her ever again. Uh, also, how many phones were taken off prisoners last year? 15,000. That's how easy it is to smuggle phones in. They found a bloke the other day. He worked in the prison and he was bringing in drugs and phones... He was, he was, I mean, seriously, <laughs> obviously thick as a brick. He went in on his day off to take stuff in. And then they fired a nurse the other day. She was thieving off patients. An NHS nurse. You know why? She's got a coke habit. That's cocaine, by the way. A cocaine habit. Dreadful, isn't it, really? Absolutely dreadful. Uh, also, more pictures of Harry and Meghan. Kissing, holding the fl- The flowers look quite sweet. Flowers look quite sweet. I quite like wedding bouquets now. I think sort of small is better. You know, something understated. Lots of kids who had their face painted, which is good. So all the face painters were very happy. And uh, there was a good mix of people. You know, not just, you know, ordinary British people. People from overseas. People who travelled hundreds of miles to come here for this. And uh, and enjoyed every minute of it. They all sort of dressed up on the streets. And, and then you've got the royal family who all wave them off, which is what they do from St George's Chapel. It was brilliant. You know, even if you don't like it. Zara Tyndall and boring old husband. I mean, dear Lord above, as I say. It's, uh, I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's really very charming. Lady Kitty Spencer. I don't know why they didn't like her dress. I thought it was perfectly acceptable. I thought she looked nice. She was in the fashion disaster. Yeah, I mean, her face, the, the makeup was brilliant. Makeup was absolutely brilliant. Uh, they say, see, one of the papers said she was a dream of the fashion crop, and the other one said she was a fashion disaster. I think she looks amazing. I love this dress. I love her little hat. I think her face looks great. Everything about her. A star. Well, not a star, because that would be silly, wouldn't it, really, to say a star. Um, what else do we have? Harry Ever After. I Clue. And uh, it's the Queen who looks great. I'm not sure about the colour for a wedding. I was hoping for something a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, difficult. Down in Brighton, they were all sitting there because they had big screens up. Uh, as I say, loads of roads around my way closed for parties. So whoever had a party yesterday, well done. And uh, they had the biggest screen I've ever seen here, actually. Um, and, and then they, they had pictures of the motorway. The M60 completely deserted. <laughs> the wedding cake, I've got a price on it. How much do you reckon? £10,000? 15,000. 8,000 pounds for a wedding cake. 50,000 quid. 50,000 pounds for the wedding cake. I would expect some hell of a cake for that, wouldn't you? 50,000 pounds for a wedding cake. Oh, dear, I don't even want to think about it, actually. Uh, also, after no weddings and a free-for-all, uh, Grant finally says yes to marrying Anna. This is Hugh Grant. He's getting married at 57. He's one of Britain's best-known bachelors. He's tied the knot with his Swedish girlfriend, Anna Erberstein who's uh, 39, he's 57, so it's uh, a bit of a difference. Uh, he played uh, commitment-shy characters in the comedy films Four Wedding and a Funeral and About a Boy. But he's also said that he, he doesn't think he's actually attractive anymore. I could tell you he is. I could tell you he is. He's, and he's so good. I, I keep saying it. I'm sure it really is beginning to annoy him now in Paddington too, because I think he showed a different side to himself. And, and I thought that was, uh, that was really nice. Uh, Richard Keyes and his ex-wife uh, going shopping, sort of clear-the-air meeting. Uh, this is after he jetted off on holiday with his young lover. Something about Richard Keyes. This is the man known as the bloke with the hairiest arms on television. He would sit there in the summer uh, months with, the, with short-sleeved shirts, and his, his, you could see the, the hair growing on his hands. I've never seen anybody so hairy. 
Never seen. Uh, anyway, who who spends three thousand pound a year on on the lash? That's on their eyelashes. Who spends three thousand pounds? That's a lot of eyelashes, isn't it? I think so. Do you want to know who it is? It's Sam Fierce. No, no, no. Oh God, no! It's even more uh, even more bizarre. Jenny Murray. Jenny Murray, the radio presenter. She spe- yes, she sp- apparently spends £325 every five to six weeks for the over-the-top Russian doll synthetic lashes. Is that mad? Or is that-, that seems an awful lot of money to me. An awful lot. Actually, somebody was telling me the other day, one of the uh, girls who works here... Late- no, she's a girl. I call her a girl. Uh, her husband's diabetic, but he's got an implant in his shoulder... Uh, which monitors his blood. So he doesn't need to keep checking his bloods. It monitors and then sends it to the phone. So it's quite good. And then somebody said it's about 46 quid a month. And I thought, I'm not that desperate to find out. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, a picture of, uh, of Ollie's uh, girlfriend. She, uh, she takes her clothes off. She's a lingerie model. However, if you look at the picture of what she looks like in her modelling pictures, and then you look at a picture of what she really looks like, I thought he'd taken his mother out. I don't want to be rude, but she looks really old. Really old. And uh, Chloe Maidley and James Haskell, another boring couple, won't get married until 2020. Luckily, it's going to be done abroad. Thank God for that. And uh, Daisy Lowe, what's she doing? And, um, I don't know, she always looks the same, actually. Every picture you ever see of, of Daisy Lowe. Also, the end of the X Factor. X Factor judges will be snubbing most of the country during their next search for new talent. So Simon Cowell will only host filmed auditions in London and Liverpool for the upcoming show. Don't you think we've kind of run out of steam on any of the X Factors, any of the Britain's Got Talents, any of this? I think we have to sort of, you know, admit now that there's really not that many people out there. Loads of magicians, very good magicians. Rubik's Cube magic seems to be the latest, latest thing, which is tempting everybody. Uh, my mother-in-law lived in Bognor Regis, um, which is in West Sussex. Might Harry and Meghan be honeymooning at Butlins? <laughs> I think unlikely, actually. I think unlikely. And does Cliff Richard go anywhere these days? God, he never stops. Never stops. He's always somewhere. Always somewhere. Quick break. 13 minutes nearly to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Oh, it's another hot, sunny day. It's going to be nice, actually. As I'm abroad, I listened to the LBC wedding programme hosted by Nick and Sheila and was laughing at some of their <laughs> descriptions and musings. I loved it when, uh, when Nick was sort of taking the mickey out of people. I love things like that. The average age at this hotel, Steve, is probably 70 and raucous laughter by the pool is very much frowned upon. <laughs> Nicola in Sittingbourne says, I thought it was a beautiful service and I did shed a few tears. I thought of Diana and how sad to think she's missed all these special times. I still miss her even after 21 years, but Megan did look stunning. Yeah, she'd have liked it. She'd have liked it, but uh, it was it was not to be. It was not to be, was it? But I think, as I said before, you know, everybody had a nice time. The weather was, you know, absolutely marvellous. We were all very lucky. We got fantastic weather. It didn't rain. It didn't go overcast. There was a, there was good humour everywhere. There always is for that. You know why? Because people feel fiercely patriotic. We're very patriotic about it. Somebody said to me, I was listening, actually, somebody saying, oh, you know, the royal family bring all this money into the country. They don't, actually. People come into this country anyway. If, if the royal family was dissolved tomorrow, people would still come into the country. They don't come here thinking they're going to see members of the royal family. They come here to see Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, the Tower of London, to go up and down the Thames. They come here for our history. 
They're not coming here to see the royal family. The royal family doesn't necessarily generate any income. People go to the places where they go to. But there's no ch- you're not going to bump into the Queen, are you? You're not gonna, unless you go to the Windsor farm shop, in which case you might bump into Prince Philip. But they, they don't necessarily generate. And they give back anyway, more. You know, we give her money and she gives more back. But uh, it, people like it. You know, that television audience would be huge. But where does all the money go to? from all the people who paid to rent their pitches. I don't know how much it costs for LBC to, to be there the other day. There was quite a team of us, quite a team of us down there. And then Sky were down there. Everybody, all the media from around the world with their cranes and everything else. How much do they have to pay for their licences? And how much do they pay? And who do they pay it to? Do you pay it to Windsor Castle? Does that offset against, you know, the, the cost of the royal wedding, which they say is about £30 million? Pounds. I mean, it seems an awful lot for a wedding, doesn't it? I mean, you can get them much cheaper now. Much cheaper. You can get the Middletons to do it for you. It's got to be cheaper. So, you know, how does it work? Who do you pay the money to? All these nagging questions. But at the end of the day, I don't, I don't begrudge them. It's not coming out of my pocket, as far as I know. If it is, I shall have something to say. But I'm, I'm sort of always intrigued as to how it, how it works out. And, uh, and Windsor Castle is a great setting. I mean, you know, you drive down the M4... And you see the castle over there and on the left-hand side. And you go, that's Windsor Castle. You know, you can see it. You can see it. It's, it's, it's a real place. You go visit it. You can go inside. You can go and have a look. And you think to yourself, I wouldn't mind living here. You know, the bedrooms look quite nice. The whole place looks quite nice. And I should imagine the bedrooms were chock-a-block the other day because as many people as could stay there were staying there. They used Cliveden, I think, for Meghan and her mum. And uh, the Queen's got her apartments. But I've never, ever seen any pictures of the Queen's apartments at Windsor Castle. Never seen that at all. I've never seen her pictures at Buckingham Palace of her apartments, of exactly what the accommodation looks like. Don't throw yourself out the window. Please don't throw yourself out. We're coming to the end of the programme. I know it's it's very tempting out there to dive into the swimming pool that we've had installed in the basement. It'd be lovely, isn't it, if if there was a swimming pool there. But there isn't. There isn't. But it's going to be it's going to be quite nice today. Quite nice today. So you'll better reflect on all the pictures you took and uh, and all of the uh, all of the photos and the video and and the memories. And you'll have swapped phone numbers with people you were standing next to. And and they'll have said, what was it like? And they said, you know, we had a really good time. It was very it was very, you know, people just nice on things like that. Whenever we get the Jubilee or we get something at the end of the war or whatever it happens to be, you know, we all pull together. And that's what it was. Yes, as I say, it doesn't matter if you, do, if you don't like the royal family. I couldn't care less. I'm really not, not remotely bothered. You know, if that's what you don't like, then you don't like it. I don't like fish. So it's a similar kind of thing. You know, if you don't like something, don't do it. You know, if you don't sort of, you know, I think the first caller up this morning was some poor bloke who sounded a bit sad about life, really. And he didn't like the royal family. And I thought, well, that's fine. You're entitled. I mean, nowadays, years ago, there would have been take him off to the tower and behead him. But nowadays we just go, OK, that's your opinion. You don't like them, you don't like them. There's nothing I can do to sort of change your mind, so I wouldn't even bother. Wouldn't even bother. You just have to sort of let them wallow in the misery, the fact that the majority of the country were fairly happy, and it's everybody. Nine to ninety, literally nine to nineties. And so that's why, front page of the Daily Mail, Royal Wedding Souvenir! Just in case you missed the photos yesterday, Harry's uh, Ever After. 47 pages in the mail on Sunday. 47 pages. The uh, Sun on Sunday, they've got 100 pictures in a souvenir pullout. 41 pages of coverage. They say the greatest royal wedding ever. And a picture of them 
It's kistery, because they're kissing. Which is all right, I don't mind that. Uh, free inside the Sunday People today. The Royal Wedding Special Edition. And uh, then you've got The Perfect Kiss. I think it's a great intrusion, isn't it? I mean, honestly, we didn't even put Ollie Murs through that one. Uh, the Mirror, free inside Harry and Meghan. Souvenir Buller, get it here. I'm surprised, actually. I thought they'd have boycotted it completely. They're generally quite miserable down at the uh, the Mirror. Harry and Glorious, joy at the wedding that uh, rewrote the Royal Rule Book. It did. It did rewrite the Royal... I can't remember the last time they had a gospel choir inside St George's Chapel. If ever. I mean, you could see the look on Prince Philip's face, like, what are going on? Uh, gospel choir, Grandpa. Gospel choir? What are you singing? Good Lord above. And it was very quiet, actually, but that funny music when she came into the, into the chapel. Could have been better. But how long did it take people to get back home again? Answer, ages. Uh, so in love, wedding day joy for Harry and Meghan, say the Sunday Express. And they've got a 128-page souvenir edition. They're all doing... I mean, put it, if you're a royalist, you're going to be buying every newspaper today because there's so much coverage and so many pictures. You can put it all in your scrapbook and, uh, and, and sort of dine out on it uh, for years to come. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, the Observer, two people fell in love and we all showed up, which was uh, lovely. Uh, from 6am, 120,000 visitors were wandering towards the most British of scenes because it is lovely. It really is lovely. You can't beat Windsor Castle as a, as a setting. Uh, also, are you ready for summer? You can dive into their bumper shopping special. I'm bored with things like that, aren't you? Dan Snow, the lovely Dan Snow, says, I put my life at risk. I was an idiot on an ego trip. TV's history man on his dangerous past. Famous family, scary female stalkers, and why he wants his privileged kids to stay down to earth and muddy. Because his, his wife is titled... I believe. Dan, Dan's wife is tight. He was lovely. It was a fantastic interview for In Conversation, which incidentally is nine o'clock this evening. You will be there, won't you, for it? I do hope so. You don't want to miss it this week. Oh, no, 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 no. It's very good. Jason Gardner and Katie Brand. Uh, Katie Brand, who you'll know. If you just Google her, you'll go, oh, her, she was fun. Great fun. And Jason, who's uh, starring just up the road at the Arts Theatre, dressing up as a woman. But he's he's an actor. He's it's not drag, and he's and it's not you know one of those sort of comedy Dame Edna roles. He's he's an actor playing a woman, so he isn't meant to be a man in it. He is actually a woman in it. Does that sound complicated? It should be. Uh, Sunday Telegraph. Uh, they've got a lovely picture and uh, lots of adverts for jewellers. I've noted Harry Winston's advertising on the front of the Sunday Telegraph. Uh, the best pictures and uh, they don't have the, as many. They've got their souvenir edition. It's just two people snogging. Uh, Harry wearing his sort of uh, overcoat. This is not the official one. He, he, he can't wear it because he wasn't actually in the regiment. But 100,000 cheering them on. And uh, they say black culture celebrated in a groundbreaking ceremony. It was. And they've got 47 pages. 47 pages, which is lovely. And that's it for this morning. I wish I could say it was, it was longer. But uh, it isn't because uh, Tom Swarbrick... Has, uh, has breakfast for us this morning. Uh, Sunday Times, picture of two people fell in love and we all showed up, which is a line that they've used in other papers as well. So if you went down yesterday, I hope you had a great day. And if you're not doing anything today, well, just enjoy it. Just enjoy the day because it's, uh, it's going to be nice. We might as well catch it while it's good. Make sure you download the LBC app as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of the other programmes from the last week for free. You can... You can 
You can spool them through. It's great. Download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and tap on Catch Up. I'm back with you 9 o'clock this evening, or failing that, 4 o'clock this morning for the spike as we hit Monday running. At 10 o'clock this morning, Nigel Farage. Right now, with breakfast, it's Tom Swarbrick. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.